Welcome to episode nine of the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm Michelle, also known as Waddell Running Lady on Instagram, where you can always find me posting crazy, ridiculous things about my running life through reels or just regular old square posts on the gram. I love to hear from you, so if you ever want to reach out, feel free to direct message me at Waddell Running Lady on Insta or you can email me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. Right now, I'm looking for stories of ridiculousness that have happened to you on your run. So if you want to direct message me those, you can. If you don't feel like typing those out, there is a little microphone in the text box there that you can push and and actually just tell me what happened. But what I'm looking for is maybe dumb things people have said to you while you're out running or even just funny incidents that have happened to you or that you've seen while out on a run. I'm here for them all and I would love to share them in an upcoming episode. So reach out, email those to me, or like I said, send me a voice recording on my direct messages on Instagram or type those out in the direct messages as well. I want to hear from you. I'm excited to start getting those in. As far as today goes, we have another crazy episode, but this one is episode nine and it's called What to Do When People Act Like Egg Poopheads. Yes, you heard that right. An alternate title would be Staying Positive When the Haters Enter the Chat. All right, without further ado, let's go. All right. I am so glad you're here. Thank you, everybody, for all of the positive feedback on my podcast so far. Uh, We've been doing this now for about two whole months, and I've enjoyed it so much. It's been so much fun just seeing the different um, people post to their stories and say, hey, I listened to this episode today on my run, or hey, thanks, I listened to this episode, and and it was like you were running with me. And it just does my heart good and I enjoy getting the feedback and and I think every single one of you guys are amazing. So thank you. Thank you again for being here. I truly, truly appreciate it and I'm looking forward to seeing how long we can keep this going. All right. So before we dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode today, I wanted to say two things. Tomorrow, I am running the Hippity Hop Half Marathon in Peoria, Arizona, and it was a very last-minute decision. I was really, really itching to do a race, and I cannot do Whiskey Basin Ultras that's coming up um, in Prescott, Arizona uh, the next week or two. I can't do that one. Uh, And really, my next race isn't until May 20th, and that's going to be a 25K trail race out at the McDowell Mountains, which I'm super excited for. But I was itching, and so I saw that the hippity half, hippity hop half, was happening tomorrow, and I just put my name in there, and I'm going to show up tomorrow and just see what I can do. It's just for fun. I just, I just want to run some miles. So that's the plan, and you know that you will be hearing all about this on Instagram afterwards. So I just thought I would throw that out there. The second order of business is. I want to tell you guys what egg poop head means. So <laughs> there is a story to this saying, I will be, have been married for 30 years next month. And before my husband and I had kids, we had been married for, at this point, 
I think almost two years, we were living in this little townhouse. So this was the mid nineties. We were living in a little townhouse. And for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you do know, but just in case you don't, it's a, it can be something that you own or rent. We owned ours, but it, this townhouse was connected to a whole series of other townhouses in a big long row. Our yards were connected, our front yards were connected, and our backyards were connected. And so the front yard, it was just kind of a big open area, but the backyard, there was a six foot wooden slat fence between each townhouse unit. So on one side of ours lived a dad and a little girl. And the little girl was probably, I want to say she was six or seven. And, you know, we would see her peeking over the fence every once in a while, but we didn't really sit and we might've just said hi or wave to her or something. You know, we didn't, we didn't really know our neighbors that great. But this one day my husband was out in the backyard and I don't know, he was always out there doing some random thing, even though I don't know what he found to do out there because this yard was like postage stamp size. I mean, it was so tiny, but he was out there and he was trying to be sweet to her. She was poking her head over the fence and, and staring at him. And he's like, hi. And she goes, you're an egg poop head. (laughs) He came in the house and told me about it. And, and we just like busted a gut because it's like, wow, what an insult. You know, I'm an egg poop head. Oh, that's so insulting. But it was just hilarious. And we have never forgotten about it. All of these years later, we still talk about, you know, call people egg poop heads. And because it's just, it's so random and it's so, it's just so funny. And, and, you know, it it can absolutely be accurate. Okay. So, (laughs) so we're going to talk about some of those times when people have been egg poop heads, whether that has been in person when I've been out on a run or comments that I've gotten on my Instagram posts or things that people have just said to me in regards to my running. And I just want to share some of these things with you and just kind of talk about each one, not just for fun. This is the fun of the run podcast, right? And also just ways that I deal with the negative comments that, you know, that come because it's inevitable. If you put yourself out there like I do on Instagram and I share reels and people see my size and they see how slow that I run and, and they see various things about me, then people have things to say and they're not always nice things. So let's go ahead and get started. So the first thing that has happened to me multiple times, and I know I've talked about this before on Instagram, is I'll be out running and I'm just minding my own business, doing my own thing. And somebody will say, good for you. And okay, now I know what you're thinking. They really could be saying good for you. And, and they don't mean it in a condescending way. But sometimes when I hear that, my brain says to me, oh, they think you're a newbie and you're trying to lose weight. And they think, oh, look, there goes the fatty down the road. She's trying to lose weight. Good for her. Almost like how Southerners say, bless your heart like that. That is how I take it a lot of times. And despite what I say and post on Instagram and I try to keep it upbeat and positive, I, by nature, I am actually a pessimistic person. I am one of those people who sees the glass half empty 
instead of half full. And why, I don't know, but I've always been this way. I see things, I tend to see the negative and, and I'm always, always having to work on, on not doing that. So when somebody says to me, good for you, in that tone of voice, I immediately just like, ugh, like tense up and just, I think sometimes I, I smile and thanks or something. But I'm like, oh, great. There's another person out there that just thinks I'm a loser or that thinks I'm just a fatty running down the road trying to lose weight. When really, I am not out there trying to lose weight. I'm out there running my heart out and I'm enjoying it and I'm having fun. Even if I don't look like I'm having fun, I am. And it just, it sounds condescending to me. So I have had people say good for you. And I'm, I'm sure some of them do mean it well, but for the most part, I don't take it well. And I know that's on me, but it's just one of those things that, that bothers me. And so I personally don't say that to people. I don't say good for you because I don't know how they're going to take it. Another thing that has been said to me a lot is good job. Now this one to me is much more positive. And I guess it depends on maybe again, who's saying it, but for the most part, this one is largely positive in my mind because I've heard good job during races from other runners and I'm out there really working hard. And I know, or at least I choose to think that they're just trying to cheer me on and say, good job when they run past me and leave me in the dust. Um, There was a couple over in Marley Park in Surprise, where I I run quite a lot in the summertime. And it was an older couple, and I would see them out often walking this two-mile loop in the neighborhood. I would be running, they would be walking. And after so many times of seeing me, they finally just said something. Like, they would say good job or something like that every time, but they finally stopped to talk to me and just said, you know, we see you out here every day or often. And it's just amazing to us how you continue to to just push and in this heat and, and one foot in front of the other. And that's, that's just really commendable. And I really appreciated the fact that they said that, um, because it was like, okay, like it cemented the fact that they meant it in a good way. And they could very well think, okay, she's out here trying to lose weight. Who cares? You know, if that's what they think, but just the fact that they said that, it just, it made it a more positive experience for me. I don't even know if any of this is making sense, you guys. So I apologize if it's not, but I'm just kind of winging it today because this is what's, this is what's on my mind. And this is what I felt like I needed to talk about today. One time I was in Utah and this was, I think this was the summer of 2022, actually. And I was training for the Chicago marathon at the time. And When I go on vacation, especially when I'm up in Utah, I'm typically in training for something. And if I'm up there in the summer, I'm I'm marathon training typically. So I was training for Chicago Marathon. And at this point in my training, I think I was running, I was running four to five days a week. So that's most days that I was there, I was, I was out on a run. So we happened to be out on a little family trip that day, and we were close to a local running store in Salt Lake City. 
And I wanted to run in to this store because I had never been inside before. And I really wanted some kind of a souvenir from Utah that says, hey, you know, I, I run Utah or something because I've, I've run lots of miles in Utah actually over the last several years. And so I was wanting something that reflected that. So I'm in this running store and I am, you know, I'm working my way through the different shirts and just the hats and different options, trying to find what I want. I heard employees go up to my husband two different times, at least maybe three and say, sir, can, can we help you? And he was just standing like in the middle of the store. I don't even think he was looking at anything in particular, just kind of standing there. And they're like, sir, can we help you? And he said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not the runner. She is. And he would point to me. And I think it took until the third time for someone to actually come over and ask me if I needed help. And my husband does look like a runner. So if you saw he and I together... Absolutely. He does look like a stereotypical runner. I don't. Um, I agree with that assessment, but he looked like a runner. I don't. He's not a runner. I am. And that's just, that's just the truth of the matter. So I had posted about this experience on Instagram and just not in a negative way, but just using some kind of funny audio that I found or something that expressed how it was a little bit disappointing, you know, to go in there and and no one comes to help me because I don't look like a runner, even though I'm the one purchasing items. Well, on that post, someone commented, well, what do you expect? You know, if you don't like it, change it. All I see is a jogger at best. That's it. And you know, if you think about that comment, of course it hurt my feelings because I'm like, well, some people get offended with the term jogger. Um, and I've heard that before jogging versus running. Um, and you know, I don't know, we're not going to necessarily talk about that today. That wasn't necessarily the, what bothered me, but I knew he meant it as an insult is I see a jogger at best. You know, I don't see you as a runner. I see you as a jogger. And if you don't like it, change it. And to me, it just really hurt my, it hurt my feelings. And I thought, okay, well, that is how a lot of people probably do see me is that she must not be a real runner because of her size. Well, I'm just, you know, guys, I'm just going through this and I'm just listing so many things. I'm going by memory and I even went through some of my posts to just find examples to tell you. I have a lot of examples. I once had someone tell me that just because he jumps out of planes and shoots guns, that doesn't mean he's special forces. And in the same way, I can't say I ran a marathon when I didn't run the whole thing. And that's what I believe his comment was in reference to. Uh, Someone said to me in person, you're not a marathoner if you've only run one marathon. And this was someone close to me. And I had people agreeing with that comment saying it's true. You know, just because you run one time, you shouldn't say that you're a runner or just because you 
play basketball one time, you can't call yourself a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? And so there was this whole comment section. Most people were positive and said, well, um, what are you then? You ran a marathon. You're a marathoner. If you kill somebody, you're a killer. I mean, if you rob a bank, you're a robber. So if you run a marathon, you're a marathoner. But there were several people that agreed with this other person that said I was not because I had only run one. And so I started thinking, well, how many marathons do I have to run before I can consider myself a marathoner? And I just chose to ignore and go on and just say, whatever, I'm a marathoner. I completed the distance. I've been looking forward to this, you know, and I've trained for this. I'm a marathoner. Go deal with it. So many of these comments, you guys, I had also done a real one time and it was all of the, some of the crazy things that I had been told, um, while, while running or training or whatever. And one of them was, you know, you could lose weight if you really wanted to, you just, you just don't want to, but if you wanted to, you could, and you said no more marathons and you really think you can run 26.2 miles without a 20 mile long run, which obviously we've talked about this. And yes, I've run four full marathons and even an ultra marathon without logging a 20 mile or 22 mile long run. So it's definitely possible. And the other thing someone told me was, um, you really should consider giving up running and getting fit, quote unquote fit instead. If you give up running, you could get fit. And I'm thinking, really? Um, Another one of the comments I've gotten is a hundred mile race is just not realistic for you. And to this person, I say, why not? Why? Why not? Why is it not realistic for me? Another one that I've gotten is mark my words, you keep running your knees are going to give out. Well, that's been, that's been proven wrong in studies that actually running is good for your knees and you just need to strengthen your knees and keep your body in, in good shape. And that one kills me every time. I've had some, a lot of negative comments. One time I was Googling and Googling can be dangerous, but I was Googling something about Mesa Marathon and there were a lot of comments about people should not, basically this was from other runners and these were faster runners. These were people that were, I would call them more like sub elite type finish times saying that it really bothered them when people say they run marathons if when they don't run the entire marathon. So basically that if you take a walk break during a marathon, don't say, Hey, I'm so excited. I just ran a marathon. Say, Hey, I'm so excited. I just finished a marathon. It really bothered these people uh, on Google. And they were just saying how that's just, it's wrong. And you should not claim to have run marathons unless you run the entire 26.2 miles. I understand, I guess, the semantics of it. I understand that uh, absolutely I've never run 26.2 miles in a row without taking a walk break, but I'm still going to say that I've run four marathons and that I've run one ultra marathon because I have, because I spent a lot of that time running. I didn't, if I would have walked the entire thing, absolutely. 
I would feel comfortable saying I finished a marathon or I walked a marathon, but I'm out there running. I'm going to tell you that I've run a marathon and it doesn't really matter what you say because you're not going to change my mind. Did I finish a marathon? I did, but I also ran it. So that's just my take on that. So for all of the negative things though, one more negative one, because I know we don't want to turn this whole thing into a negative fest, but one more thing, and you all know about this one if you follow me on Instagram. When I posted about Mesquite Canyon half marathon, someone said, and, and you know, it showed my bloody head and it had my finish time. And, and I was just basically excited that I finished this tough race. Someone said, run a 5k first half marathons are hard, especially if you don't train walking is the best exercise. And a lot of you commented and, you know, messaged me and, and, and basically this person did not look at my bio. They didn't look at my, any of my other posts. They just saw this one reel, which said I finished. So for some reason, I'm not sure why they thought, I don't know, but that one was also, that was a hard one to stomach. But for all of those negative comments, I've also gotten some really nice ones. And one time I was, when I ran my very first half marathon, as a matter of fact, there was a lady that came up to me after I finished and we were walking through the different vendors and, you know, I was just seeing how many freebies I could get to take home with me. <laughs> I was walking through the vendors, a lady came up and she said, I tried catch up to you the entire race and I couldn't. She's like, I followed you that whole time. I had my eye on you and I kept trying to get to you and I couldn't. She's like, you're awesome. And this was my first ever half and it was not fast. I think it was two hours and 45 minutes, but she made me feel like a rock star. And that's the thing to remember is there's always going to be somebody faster than you. And there's always going to be somebody slower than you. Another kind of cool thing that happened to me, which this just goes to show perspective is everything. I was out doing a trail run and this was pretty recent within the last several months and I was running. It was a very difficult trail and I was training for Mesquite Canyon, I think at the time, or maybe I was training for cold water. I can't remember, but there was uh, somebody that said, where's the fire when I came running past them because they, they were hiking the trail that I was running. So they're like, where's the fire? And it was funny because even when I'm out trying to run fast, I don't run fast. And so I was like, oh, hey, that's kind of cool. Well, it wasn't, but a few minutes later, I'm hiking up a nasty incline and somebody goes, uh, you okay? And this was another hiker coming towards me. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Because I was breathing like a dying platypus again, because I was hiking up this ridiculous incline. So I went from where's the fire to a few minutes later, are you okay? So it's just, it's just whatever. They're just words. I've had people tell me before when I've been out on training runs, I passed a man and I think he was riding a bike and he's like, you know, I've been watching you over this last while I've been behind you. And he said, you don't give up. You, you keep going. It's hot out here. It's kind of miserable. And he's like, but it's so inspiring to me because you just keep going. And I thought, wow, you know, that man made my day. So words can make, they can really make a difference in, in how, how we perceive ourselves, you know, and I just was looking through all of these comments and some of them, they're negative and they hurt. And 
they could cause me to look and think, well, these people are right. I am slow. You know, I do take walk breaks during marathons or what do I expect? I am chubby. Of course, we're going to go into a running store and, and they're going to think my husband is the runner and not me. You know, I don't want to hold that against these people or, uh, you know, you could, I could lose weight, you know, if I really wanted to, I could absolutely go on another diet and, and drop some, some weight, but at what cost to my, my mental health after all the years of, of disordered eating I've had, you know, people that have, that you speak these comments and, and even on posts on Instagram, they say these things and these negative things, they don't know my story. They don't know your story. And even if they think they do, they really don't. And I could let these things just go to my head. These things that people say, I'm not a real marathoner because I haven't ever run a full marathon without taking a walk break. These people that say, you just look like a jogger. You don't look like a runner. Or the people tell me that you shouldn't run, ever have a goal of running 100 miles because that's just not realistic for someone like you. And, you know, you need to give up running and actually get fit. And all of those things could really, really put me down in the dumps. And I will admit there are days that those kind of comments have. They have put me down in the dumps. When someone told me recently, and I'm sorry to, to beat a dead horse, but Mesquite Canyon Half Marathon, when, when that lady commented that I should run a 5K first and that half marathons were hard, I felt like saying, lady, I did start with a 5K. I did that five years ago. That's old news. You know, that is how I started. I just finished an ultra. And there's that temptation to just kind of go and like brag on myself, so to speak, and say, do you realize what you're saying? You're telling me that half marathons are hard. Do you think I don't know that? Of course I know half marathons are hard. Have you run a half marathon? Have you run a full marathon? Have you run an ultra marathon? Because I have. And there's that temptation to kind of get snarky. But... I didn't, even though, you know, I think these things in my mind, that lady's comment really, really, really bothered me. And because it's like so frustrating, especially after that race was very difficult and those climbs were so tough, I fell and busted my head and yet I still pushed through nine more miles to finish the race. And I was so proud. And then I see this comment basically saying, yeah, half marathons are hard. Go run 5K and start walking, sweetie. You'll get there eventually is basically the way it said. I was so offended. But here are some things that I choose to do when I get those kind of comments. Once I get done stewing and being frustrated, here are my tips. First of all, I'm not going to quit running. So I advise you keep running. Even if you get those negative haters that enter the chat, keep running. Don't give up. You've come too far. I've also realized that people could be jealous. Some people don't like to see other people being successful. Not that I'm amazingly successful, but I think a lot of times that when people criticize other people, it's because they're in a place themselves where they're not content or they're not happy. And it hurts to see other people 
maybe going out there and doing the things that they wish that they could do, you know. And so maybe that criticism comes from from a place like that. They could also be gatekeepers and, you know, they want to just keep the purity in the sport. To those kind of people, I say shame on them. You know, there's no reason why we can't run at our own pace and in the bodies that we have. And if we're not out there hurting you or causing you to have a bad race, let us run. Let us run in the back of the pack and we'll leave you alone to go run your whole 26.2 yourself and run the entire race. Good for you that you can do that. Let me run my race, my way, and my pace. That's what I say to the gatekeepers. There's also another thing that you can do when you get negative comments or negative feedback or whatever. You can scroll through your social media posts or you can just reminisce in your own mind and think back to all of those good runs you've had. Um, For me, I like to go back and look at reels I've made or look back at some of the awesome comments that I've gotten from people saying, you know, Michelle, you're a rock star or you're amazing. It helps to go back and see the support that I do have. Also, just if you think in your mind about how good you feel now compared to how you used to feel and when you're in a good place and when you're maybe you're struggling still and you're it's a hard to put one foot in front of the other but how did it used to be before you became a runner how was it before you started doing this thing that helps so much for me personally there's no comparison before i started running i was hiking for about you know maybe 6 months before And I loved hiking too, but running opened up a whole new world for me personally. And I've shared this many times, but the sky is bluer. (laughs) The flowers are just more bold and bright and, and just everything is more beautiful and the grass is green. You know, it really does seem like running has opened up an entirely new world of possibility for me. And I'm 48 years old. I'll be 49 in a couple of months. So late start or not, I've got a lot to look forward to. So when the haters enter the chat room, I'm just like, you know what? They don't know me and they don't know diddly squat about me or my goals or my dreams. And I'm not going to let them bring me down. And, you know, sometimes the other thing that helps me in these kinds of situations is to just be grateful and to be thankful that I have a body that can run. I'm five foot seven. I'm definitely more than a little over 200 pounds. It's kind of embarrassing to admit that. I don't look like most people that are out running races, but I still belong there. I'm still part of this running community on Instagram and in real life too. You'll find me out there at races representing the party in the back. There's room for all of us out in nature. There's room for all of us at races. There's room for all of us on the trails and on the roads. And I don't plan to stop pushing that message anytime soon um, because I'm grateful that I have the health and the strength to run. There may come a day when I don't have the health anymore. You know, I things happen and people get sick, people get injured, and that could happen. And I know that. And so for today, 
I can run. Today, I am healthy, and I want to be able to do this thing called running that I love so much for as long as I possibly can, despite the haters that enter the chat, despite the egg poop heads that say nasty things to me or about me. I don't care. I'm just going to go out there and do what I love so much. To wrap up this episode, I want to read a letter that I wrote myself the day before my first ever ultra marathon. This is a letter from me to me. And this letter happened because I was doubting myself. We can get the snarky comments on Instagram. We can get the snarky comments in real life or while we're out on a run or from family members or well-meaning friends. But it's another thing entirely when you're giving yourself snarky comments. And I admit I've been guilty of that. And we can be our own worst critics and our own worst enemies sometimes. So here's what I chose to do to kind of encourage myself before my first ultra. This letter was written on January 14th, 2023. And I'm going to share it with you right now. Hey, Michelle, tomorrow you're running farther than you ever have before. How awesome is that? You didn't even start running until your 40s. You hated running. You were a certified couch potato. And now you're running an ultra? I'm so proud of you. Remember, this is just for fun. This is what you came for. You don't need to stress. You don't need to worry. You just need to make it to the start line in one piece, and you'll know what to do from there. It's normal to be a little nervous. New race, new place, but you're going to be amazing out there. Let's be real, though. You'll be out there on those trails most of the day. You'll probably finish after dark. So what? Your feet are probably going to hurt. Remember that annoying pinky toe? But so what? You'll probably even be one of the last finishers for your distance. Again, I say so what? Just do me a favor, okay? Go out there and don't quit. Run when you can. Walk when you have to. Look around and notice how gorgeous those mountains are. Listen to the sound of your feet on the trail. Push through the doubt when it comes, because it will. Tell yourself you can do this, mile by mile, step by step. Most of all, be grateful for this gift. You're healthy, you're strong, God's been so good to you. I'm cheering for you with everything within me. You're going to make it. And honestly, you're going to want to do it again. Love, Michelle. Don't give in to the haters. Don't give in to the people that don't understand what you're doing. Don't give in to the people that doubt you. And most of all, friends, don't give in to your own self-doubt. Because you know that you're capable of more than you give yourself credit for. We're just all out here doing the best that we can. Unless you're an elite runner, you're just doing this for fun. You're not doing it to put food on the table. We're out here to better ourselves, to enjoy life, and to just explore all of the awesomeness that running has to offer. So don't give in to your own self-doubts and your own fears. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep taking one step Because every single step gets you closer to that finish line or to that goal or just to the end of another beautiful run. And so despite the egg poop heads and the things that they say, despite the people that come into the chat room with all the negativity, I'm so glad that we don't have to listen to them. We can do what we want to do 
and we can run when we want to run, where we want to run, and for however long we want to run. You know, just because you're big like me doesn't mean you have to only run short. You can run long. I do it and I love it. Okay. Does it take me longer? It absolutely does. But so what? So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to episode nine of the fun of the run podcast called what to do when people act like a poop heads or staying positive when haters enter the chat. You are awesome. Thank you again for listening. Please email me at fun of the run podcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Waddell running lady with your stories, with things people have said to you that you don't mind sharing, with funny, interesting things that have happened on your runs so that I can share them in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time.